Hello, world. Welcome to a very interesting edition of Golf Subpar. Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz. We are obviously not in the same place right now. We are on the road traveling because we're the hardest two working men in show business, obviously. But we are meeting tomorrow in Charlotte, North Carolina. We're going to be at the Wells Fargo Championship. We're going to be lining up a ton of great guests, please. Tell them who we got. Man, looking forward to it. We got some monsters coming out there. We're going to start it off with a little Webb Simpson, a little U.S. Open champion coming in there. Then we're going to go with something I've been wanting to do for a while, Colt, a little caddy special with two of the best caddies in the game, Gino Benelli and uh, Aaron Fleener, the big cat, two of the biggest personalities carrying the bag um, on the PGA Tour. We're going to have a blast with them. I think that's sneaky going to be one of the best episodes we've done. Uh, man, who else we got? We got uh, Harold Varner coming up on the show. We got, I mean, we got I mean, a lot of guys coming. I mean, uh, you ever heard of Xander Shoffley? Xander Shoffley coming up on the show. I mean, just monsters after monsters. It's going to be fun, though. Let me tell you what I do for the team, Slays, because if you think back to the farmer's insurance, when I found Xander Shoffley's ball, he ended up getting it up and down to make par, made the cut on the number, then proceeded to finish tie for second, made 450000 He told me, he gave me two options. He goes, either A, I'll give you 5%. Or I'll come on your podcast. You choose. And I said, you know what? We'd love to have you on the podcast. Forget it. I don't I don't need, you know, 26,000, 27,000. It's no big deal, guys. It's fine. I'll I'd rather have you on the pod. So Xander agreed to come down. Possibly a couple more guests. We'll see. But it's going to be a lot of fun. But first, we got to do we do have to tip our cap to Sam Burns getting his first PGA Tour win. This one was a no-brainer. I mean, this he was it wasn't if, it's when for Sam Burns. He put on a show around the Copperhead course at Innsbruck got his first PGA Tour win by three shots over Keegan Bradley. Hats off to him. Yeah, man. Like you said, it wasn't if, it was when. And I mean, he's led or co-led after eight rounds this year on the PGA Tour. Most of anyone, it was a matter of time. He was one shot out of the playoff at Riv. The dude looks like a stud. He's only 24 years old. I mean, I think the sky's the limit for this guy going forward. Jumps into the top 50 in the world golf ranking. So he's, um, he's headed down a, a nice little runway right now for Sammy Burns. Yeah, it is awesome to see. He plays fast. He plays aggressive. I love it. Another man that plays rather fast, our guest this week, Adam Thielen, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings, by the way, can also play a little golf. Uh, yeah, he does a lot of things fast. He runs fast and he swings the golf club fast as shit. When we played with him, the, you know, a while back, it was a hunt. He said he could hit 130 miles an hour clubhead speed. I mean, it's a joke. The guy's golf swing is really good. I mean, from a Pro athlete standpoint, Cole, I think his ceiling, if he just said, hey, I just want to play a ton of golf, I think he could be as good as any non-professional golfer that I've seen in another sport. I mean, he chips good, he putts good, he doesn't play a ton, but holy shit, he's talented. He's pretty, find something he's not good at. He, he, he seems like basically the most perfect human being that we may have ever had on the show. And that's coming from a show that had Mark Mulder. Yeah, Mark okay. Step aside, promoted. Mark Mulder, you're out. Adam Thielen is in. By the way, we just come off the NFL draft. Here's a guy that didn't get drafted. Just signed a little $64 million contract. No big deal. Don't ever give up, kids. Keep your head down. Keep on going, and you might sign a $64 million deal in the NFL. But he is awesome, and here he is. Let's get to it. Adam Thielen on Golf Subpar. All right, we got a super dude in the house with us today. He's one of those guys that's good at pretty much everything he does. He was a four-sport athlete in high school. Ended up picking football. Probably the right decision, given where things have gone from there. But he is Minnesota Vikings wide receiver. Adam Thielen is with us. How are we doing? Great. Thanks for having me. Basically, what you said is one of those guys I hate. He's yeah, good at everything. <laughs> it's really annoying. We played golf with him the other day. He's oh. even good at that. It's really, really annoying, Slees. Good at that. Yeah, the first hole we get up there, he's like, what tees do you want to play? We said, Larry was like, hey, let's go to the back. He's like, yeah, if you want to hit driver, let's go to the back. His driver off one. 127 miles an hour later, I was like, you might not be hitting money drivers from back here. Either. I was like, Holy shit, it was fast. How fast do you swing it? I mean, I, I think it's usually like 125, but I'll hit 130. But my problem is, is that's like my thing, right? Like I hit it a long ways, but I can't do anything else. So that's not true. We I, saw you got some game. You're selling you yourself short. He's humble too. You're very, very <laughs> humble. You're nice. Yeah, it is. But you, you, you played baseball, basketball, football, golf, all in high school. Growing up, like what was the dream? Which sport did you really want to play? That's the crazy part. Honestly, I just love to play sports. Like I didn't, I didn't even train because I was so busy just like playing sports. Like I didn't really care what sport I was going to play in college. I just knew that I wanted to play at the highest level I could possibly play at. And it ended up being two weeks before camp, you know, Mankato called the division two school. And that was my best offer. I had some division three stuff for, for baseball and, and football and basketball. But uh, when they called for a division two, I was like, okay, that's, that's my opportunity. Let's go. Did the football guys kind of make fun of you for playing golf? Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny because, <laughs> but that's the crazy part is, is my high school golf team that we were like co-state champs. We uh, were all football players. 
So we, we always said that if we don't win our match today, if we don't win in the event, we will win in a fist fight. Oh, against the other point. teams it's like right, almost a, a guarantee let's fight for it yeah we didn't even mention the crown jewel you want a state championship out yeah. there no big deal whatever and you told us the story the other day on the course but it was a bit of an issue closing that closing the door on that thing a little little stress coming Ooh. down the stretch can you tell us a little about that uh that closing finish there yeah so i literally was having the best round of my life i mean i was didn't miss a fairway i was just swinging as hard as i could and it was going dead straight and get to like hole 16 i think it was a par five just stripe my driver like Big crowd, you know, for high school golf. Thousands, yeah. thousands, thousands of people, people you know, yeah. and I'm feeling all good about myself and walk down the fairway and it's a narrow, like little dog leg right into the trees. Like literally it's it's like forests. So like you miss it all, like you're you're gone. You can't find it. So I'm like, of course, me, like I'm like, oh I'm going for it. Pull out the three wood, you know, and just snap hook it out of bounds. And then I'm then I'm angry because I get angry. And because uh, <laughs> you're, you're a golfer, yeah, exactly. I get it. yeah. So I drop another one, smack it again, out of bounds. You know, drop again, hit it in the woods. This time I find it and end up making like triple, maybe even quad, and finish finish the the last few holes with like a quad and a double, and maybe part my last hole. So well, yeah, but you you tied for the state championship but, as a team. But we were co champs, and we did start a Minnesota golf uh, tradition. We jumped into the pond after we won, mm -hmm. and f since then every team, men's and women's, jumps in the pond. I don't so like. So it's kind of fun. I don't like. The, I love the jumping in the pond. I don't like the fact that it's co-state champions. Yeah. Like, let's go play this thing off. That's where you fight it out. Well, that oh. was a that was a big argument after the deal because no one knew that 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 was a thing that you could be co-champs. Mm -hmm. So we were like, okay, well, what's the playoff? And like, you know, there was like a big argument of what it was, and they finally found out that it was co-champs so but we were like we'll do whatever like both teams are like we'll do whatever it takes like a playoff a you know we'll do a scorecard playoff whatever and they wouldn't do it wow, did your coach crazy. come out there you got because you're having your best round ever and then you end up finishing like whatever six or seven over on your last four did you ever come out and say we got six shot lead <laughs> as you were rifling the three woods out of bounds like maybe just get it to the crib here well, it's minnesota golf i don't know if they really knew it wasn't an updated leaderboard oh, okay <laughs> That makes a little more That's sense fun. then. But you ended up playing football at Minnesota State Mankato. Was there offers in any other sports? Yeah, so it was just like Division three stuff. Um, I was going to play football and basketball at Concordia Moorhead, um, which is a D3 school close to my hometown. Um, but I honestly, I thought about walking on to play golf at, at the U. Really? Just to yes. like kind of do it. Wow. Um, and I would have probably tried to play other sports. But I don't know. I, my head was all the place. I literally signed or I figured out where I was going to the college like literally three weeks before camp started so i had no idea i just wanted to play a sport i knew i wanted to play a sport hopefully multiple um but uh didn't didn't know where but playing professional sports was that like did you still have that dream was that dream alive yeah it definitely was yeah. a dream yeah. but uh i never like thought about it you know i was just focused on the moment you know i was even like after my senior year um of sports i played like legion baseball mm -hmm. so like i was in the summer like not really even worrying about college my mom's like uh do you like know where you're going to school like what's going on I'm like figure it out it'll you know? work itself out hey, mom, work itself out. You're wondering things have worked out over. relax <laughs> yeah. relax yeah. tell me about your hoops game a little bit i've been told you're a nice nice hooper what kind of what kind of player were you give me a comp maybe in the NBA. okay um well that was i love this. yeah this yeah. is good stuff well that was my sport so like if i could have picked any sport to play like that was kind of what I was waiting on. So I played like AU ball like after my senior year because I was like, come on, someone's got to notice me. Um, but anyways, uh, I don't know. I, I'll i tell you who I loved watching growing up. Yeah, you go. I mean, AI was like the man. Like I was like point guard, slasher. Um, my soft, I started as a sophomore and I was kind of a shooter then. Um, but that was kind of my role. Uh, but then I became like a slasher kind of drive dish. Kick it out. Hey, I could hit threes if I wanted to. If but. you would have said white chocolate, Jason Williams, we might have had to stop the interview. You're the coolest dude to ever walk there. But you obviously had an incredible career, man. Minnesota State. You end up. You don't even get invited to the combine, right? Tell right. us how this whole process worked. How you ended up even in the NFL. <laughs> have you it's, ever told this story? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never told. Pretty normal. Yeah. Just so you guys know, breaking news here. Yeah. But uh, no. a golf podcast. First time. Our guys probably never heard it. That's true. Uh, no, kind of crazy. So, um, right when I got finished up my like last football game, um, came back, my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, and I was like, Hey, you know what? Like, I'm going to give it a shot. So I don't know what that looks like, but I'm going to give it a shot. 
And she kind of looked at me funny and she's like, you sure don't want to just get like a real job? Like <laughs> probably like start a future, you know, start a sales gig. Yeah. Start yeah. thinking about something in the future. And, and I was like, yeah, you know, like I got a semester left of school. So I was like, I might as well train and give it everything I got. Uh, and you know, try to get into one of these regional combines just to get my foot in the door. And if nothing happens, so be it. At least I gave it everything I got. And so I did that and, uh, paid, I think, might have been 250, 500 bucks, maybe something like that, to go to this regional combine, which we, a couple of my buddies were like, yeah, we'll go with. So they drove me actually to Chicago and it was at the Bears facility and put, walk in the door. Like I, when going to it, I'm thinking it's a pretty legit event because like you have to like sign up and like get to put your stats in and like that you actually prove that you actually played college football. Well, I show up, I get, I get in the door and it's like, I mean, there's a range. There's like some, like you can see guys with like Clemson or like whatever, like D1 teams, like shirts on. And then there's like these like maybe 30 year old guys that like are still like holding on to a dream. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I get thrown over that mountain. Yeah. yeah. And like actually one guy, I remember this vividly, like this quarterback, they actually sent him home because he like started throwing and couldn't throw it to like warm up. I couldn't even hit the guy that he's like warming up with. Work. So like, dude, like, like, why are you here? Like, just yeah. go home. Uh, but anyway, so they, what they do is they, there's like no scouts there. And at that point I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but anyways, they, they time you, they do all the same thing that they do at the, at the normal combine. And then basically they choose the top, maybe 10, 15 at each position to go to the super regional, which was at Cowboy stadium, which was, which was cool. Um, but anyways, I got invited, got invited to that. And then that was where there was actually like scouts and stuff. And, um, it was more of a big deal like you do the whole like uh what do they call it where you you walk up there with just underwear on yeah the and little, they weigh the you and, yeah, yeah. Th that's it's called right. uncomfortable You're very the uncomfortable meat trot. just prance around in your undies we'll tell you what we think about you yeah so that was that wasn't good that wasn't good. that one's got to be super because that one the first one sounds like any we might sign up for, if there's one in phoenix i want to go to this one next time but it sounds like <laughs> the, this one in dallas is the real deal what you want in no i know I, no, I don't want it i want us to go film it if you do do okay <laughs> i might can make a practice roster um i'll, I'll commentate the dallas one's the real deal though that's where like things matter there's real scouts and things like that the pressure for that going up knowing is that a day where you know like all right if i run a quick 40 here today like this could potentially change my life but yeah if i'm slow off the line or drop some balls or whatever i might be done yeah, is absolutely. It that kind of pressure? Oh, 100%. Yeah, especially for me, like no one knew who I was. Uh, no one it was on no one's radar. Um, but I knew for myself that kind of going into the whole process that all I cared about was the 40. If I could run a good 40 time, like the rest will play itself out. I knew that I could play. Um, that I knew that I could catch the football. I knew I could run routes. Um, and I, I knew I could, in my head, I could run a, a good time. But um, that, that was like the, the doubters. You know, they, they didn't think I could run fast enough to play in the, in the league. Um, but I ended up running a four, 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 five. And, um, when I did that, I was like, oh man, like I can do this. I can play at this. Was line. that faster than you expect to run? Or was that kind of in, in line with what you've been running? Yeah. I mean, that's, that, I definitely like, I would just, my goal was under a four five, you know, if I could do that, I could, I, I knew that I could make it at this level. Um, so when I saw it, I was pretty excited. That's for sure. Yeah. So obviously you performed well in Dallas and then you get a call from a couple of teams. Well, that was a crazy part too, is, is when I, after that happened, I thought, you know, maybe I'll just get signed after the draft. My chances of getting drafted were pretty slim. You know, that was pretty late in the process and no one knew who I was, but, um, so I knew I wasn't going to probably get drafted, but I thought for sure someone would sign me, you know, there's 32 teams and they kind of don't really have anything to lose. Like they can sign you for 500 bucks, you know, for a thousand dollars. Some guys get for a signing bonus. That's nice. Uh, Take but that. yeah, exactly. So anyways, <laughs> I got, I got calls from the Vikings and the Panthers and they both just said, Hey, you, could you come to like this rookie camp, which is a three day, basically tryout where there's, you know, 40, 50 guys and 11 of them are the draft picks. And then maybe 10 more are the guys they signed and that are part of the 90 man roster, which they already have 90 guys. Um, so I kind of go into this rookie camp basically saying like, well, they already have 90 guys, so they're probably not going to sign me, but Hey, let's, let's show them what I can do. And, uh, after the three days, they called me and said, Hey, we're going to cut this guy that we just gave $5,000 to, and, uh, we're going to sign you. So that was kind of my start, my chance. And then I went to training camp ended up getting cut and being on the practice squad that year. But, um, but yeah, that was kind of my, my chance to, to, uh, get an opportunity how does, to train how does the practice squad work because obviously you're you're running the other team practice yeah offense against 
the starting defense, do they just absolutely kill you, or is it kind of like do they take it easy on you in practice? No, nah, well, so it's kind of crazy. So, so you know, everyone thinks like, oh, you're just practice squad guy. Like you just show up and practice and go home. It's like, well, yeah. no, you're like on the team. Like you're part yeah. of the team. So you're doing everything, all the meetings. Uh, like you're playing on a game on Sunday because you never know. Like an injury happens in practice or someone gets sick. Like you could get called up and be playing on Sunday. Especially now nowadays, the the rules are a little different. Um, they can call guys up pretty easily. But, uh, but yeah, so they would, it was crazy. I mean, I was running my tail off because it was like, you go from, there was one point, uh, we played a game in London and we had some injuries that week before. And, uh, and so like they couldn't, because we were traveling to London, they couldn't just like call, sign someone quickly. So that week in practice, I played all the snaps on offense and all the snaps on defense at corner and, at corner? and all the special teams. So literally not one second of that entire practice did I have a break. Because when would you have a break? Like, offense is up, I'm playing. When you're playing wide receiver and then you turn around, you know the routes, you know the plays. you got to look like a damn good corner. because you can I was locking like, them down, uh, too. That's right. Three picks and four pe- attempts. And I'm not the type of person that can just, like, go back there and be like, all right, I'll just, I'll like, help like out. I'll pretend like I don't know. Yeah, but, like, I'm, I'm going hard. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to make it, you know, trying to make <laughs> it know that I can, I, I can play corner running, if I'm you need me to. Shit off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's kind is, of fun. Uh, obviously, you grew up in Minnesota, and you're you're on the Minnesota Vikings, but then you get the call up to the 53-man roster. What was that moment like for you? So that's what everyone always says, like, okay, how you know how was it when they said you know you made the team? But how it works in the NFL is basically you don't, they just don't call you, like they don't oh, tell good. you. So that's when you know it's a good thing. Like if you don't get a call on that weekend, like when cuts are happening, yeah. you're like, okay, I'm I'm good, you know. The crazy part is in the NFL's cutthroat, they can basically do it any time that week. So there's about a week and a half. Oh, that's a God. brutal week. Where you just turned yeah, my phone was, off. I didn't get it, the call. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. Um, but yeah, no one told me. I just kind of showed up that next week and started game planning for the next for the next team, and on we went. And I was on the team. Let me yeah. let's rewind real quick to 2013 when you were playing on the on the on the practice squad. Did you view? I mean, a few months or whatever it was earlier, you were in Chicago with. You know, running at that combine with guys that hadn't ever played, they're 30 years old and playing quarterback. Did you view that as a success? Like, hey, I got, I'm playing, I have a job in the NFL, even though it's on the practice squad, or was it a disappointment? Like, you thought you were going to make the 53 man? Yeah, just because I'm a little delusional and um, very competitive, I was, I was disappointed. You know, I, I felt like I could play at that level. Um, I was going against the starters every day in practice, and I felt like, you know, I could do this. Um, if I'm beating these guys that are playing on Sundays, why can't I? do it myself um so yeah definitely a little disappointed but i just i just kind of put my head down and tried to beat every single guy that i went against every single day in practice and uh kind of let let everything else play I feel itself like out not a lot of people outwork you <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be honest i feel like your work ethics kind of second to none yeah you know i think that's something that i when i started the process that was kind of my goal like hey I'm going to give it everything I have. And that way, when I'm done with this, whether I, I don't make it, maybe I make it a day or for eight, nine years, um, I'm going to give everything I have because I don't, then I have no regrets. At least I can go out of the process and say, hey, I gave everything I had. I didn't make it. So be it. Yeah. So that was kind of my goal. And I've kind of kind of stuck with me ever since. Do you remember your first NFL touchdown? <laughs> I do. I do pretty wild because at this time in my career, I was maybe eight games into my career um you know after my first year active and i really I, i've been played well on special teams but i didn't really make any like splash plays to like basically you know solidify yourself and so we're we're playing in this game it's it's maybe 17 degrees out at we, we at the time we played outside at tcf where the gophers play and it was like 17 degrees the wind chill was like five i remember having to wear these like special socks that were like supposed to keep your toes warm and they, my toes were frozen solid. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you guys do that. I had like two sleeves on. I mean, it was brutal. It was brutal. But anyways, I I went, I blocked a punt, picked it up, ran in the end zone, blacked out. Don't remember anything <laughs> after that. One of my things says, did you black out? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and j- ended up jumping in the stands, doing like the Lambo leap in TCF, which was, That's awesome. which was fun. But uh, my teammates were going crazy. I still see the video the NFL posted. Like I think every time I – every birthday i have they yeah. posted and um brings back good memories it's pretty fun that's so cool you i'm glad you, today and ran it back yeah, yeah I, i've seen the clip it was sweet but i'm glad you brought up the special team stuff because that's kind of where you cut your teeth or whatever you want to call it in the nfl you got your start on special teams then you started getting some some more time at wide receiver at what point in your career 
because you're coming from an underdog role more or less what was the first time you felt safe in your in your like job security in the nfl um whereas when i signed a guaranteed contract you know when i got guaranteed money in my contract was the first time i felt safe like i'm here to stay yeah because before that i mean shoot you have a couple bad games a couple bad practices they'll cut you because it doesn't matter yeah because they don't owe you anything you know so it's it's and it's i guess that's i still kind of have that mindset you know um but at every point in your career that's what's crazy about the nfl too it's like at some pretty much every point in your career you you kind of have something to prove because once you make good money now you have to prove that you're worth that money otherwise they'll find a way to get rid of you or try to restructure or whatever you know so it's kind of crazy but um it's good to have that mindset of just i'm gonna go prove all the haters the doubters you know i'm sure there's people in our building that still have doubts about me and i'm gonna go out there and try to prove them wrong every every time i'm on the field yeah well you're doing a hell of a job at it because you should feel secure now (laughs) i gotta ask you about because i feel like kind of numbers mean a lot to players and you wear number 19 is there any special reason behind that no not really um i i wore number nine all through college Mm -hmm. And so when I got to the league, like you couldn't wear a single digit as a receiver. Um, so when I saw 19 was available, I was like, that's Perfect. awesome. Sold. Yeah, it's pretty much my co- college number. Uh, add a one to it. And it's all I good. love these guys like like Carson Wentz just went to Indianapolis and the other guy wouldn't give him number yeah, 11. It's a, it's <laughs> a thing, man. Out. You got to like bribe guys, yeah. buy them cars and shit. I've actually, I've actually thought about that because it's almost inevitable that you'll end up playing somewhere else in your career. You know, you just play long enough and and you know things happen so i actually thought about because i i saw that you know and and he had to switch his number and I'm like man that'd be kind of weird because you kind of get like that number kind of like engraves in you yeah. like like it's almost like part of you it's kind of weird i don't know why uh but especially when you play for a long time you know i'm going on year eight and the same number so it'd be weird to like ever not be number 19 have I guess. you heard, have you heard of any like bribes in the nfl of guys going to a team and be like hey i really want my number Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Like guys will give serious money for it. Like like Tom Brady going to the Bucks. Someone wears twelve. Listen, whoever you are, hey buddy, he's having. It. Yeah, they're giving up twelve. Or you ain't playing here. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit different when you're Tom Brady, yeah, but <laughs> but yeah, I've heard I've heard some crazy numbers. Um, and then the other thing is like if let's say it's somebody who's a good player and like a lot of people buy their jerseys or like you know a uh, Dick Sporting Goods or something has their jerseys in there. Oh, well, they yeah. have to actually buy all of those jerseys oh, yeah. that are I didn't out think there. Of that. So you can't just like you can't just be like, hey, I'll give you twenty thousand yeah. dollars to have that number. Well, now if they're a player, like yeah. I said, then you have to go buy. They got them all in the stores. You got to go scoop them. Oh, yeah. I didn't think Dude. of that. There's there's even guys that have like the number tatted on them. You know what I mean? Like number yeah. two or something. And then some guy comes in and all of a sudden they're number twenty four, but they got two. Yeah, that's why I haven't got nineteen yet. Yeah, you should get that. Though. <laughs> that would look well, good on you. While we're on the topic of buying things, because I I'm very curious about this because I've never known the answer. You know, you've scored a lot of touchdowns in your day, and you know some of you keep the football, some of you don't. When you keep the football, do you like get billed for it or anything, or is it just? Nah, they're it? pretty cool about that. They? Nah, they just kind of let it, let Man, you have it. They spend a lot of money on footballs. I I this year for some reason I don't know why it was just kind of it was kind of weird. I just started like keeping foot every touchdown ball, and then my sons just love it. Yeah, like they go crazy. Like bring them home, and they're like, did like I'll come home, and they'll be like, did you bring me your touchdown ball? Like. Where is it? You know, and like sometimes I forget. I'm like, shoot, yeah. <laughs> give him a random ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is what I, when I caught. But I, but I did keep a couple of them. And, I, and after the fact, I'm like, oh, it's kind of cool. Like yeah. now they have it in their room. Like each of them have a touchdown ball that I caught in oh, their room. Cool. So yeah, and the gloves and cool. all. I always heard cool you got stuff. billed for it, so I was curious to know what they billed you for. But never mind. Nah, but if you that. like trade jerseys, you get billed for that. Do you really? Oh, yeah. You do? What are they charging yeah. for a jersey? I think it's like two fifty a jersey. There's no way it cost them that much. Three trillion dollar industry. You think they could sack up on a couple jerseys? You don't even wear them twice do you i don't know that's a stuff. great question i don't really know yeah we'll i think get, they yeah we'll i think it's a hole and then they'll get we'll it get goodell on next week we'll get to the bottom <laughs> of this you said ai was your basketball comp or the guy you like to you emulated right that you mm-hmm. want to play like give me a football comp for you is there someone out there that you grew up watching that you think you play like i feel like i'm a mix of a lot of guys because i feel like that's kind of how i got to where i am too like i kind of picked this and picked that from different guys that either i watched grew up uh watching or played with or played against um but i mean i grew up watching randy moss and chris carter i'm from minnesota born and raised always been a vikings fan and those guys i mean obviously some two of the best receivers ever played you know both gold jackets uh so i i was pretty fortunate to grow up watching those guys but man i mean between chris carter like toe tap you know sideline catches and then you know randy moss going over the top of guys and 
moss in them. You get moss. You got moss. Got yeah. moss. I mean, that was the thing. He they might that. have you got Thieland in a few years. It'd be like a real sharp route. <laughs> but another guy that's going to have a gold jacket at one point, Larry Fitzgerald. We actually played golf with him the other day with you. What has he meant to you? Because, I mean, being a Minnesota guy. Yeah, for well, sure. Yeah. yeah, just, um, you know, growing up, watching him, um, you know, playing college and then go on to the NFL and knowing that he's a Minnesota guy, knowing he was a ball boy for the Vikings for a bunch of years. And um, and then and then once I got into the NFL and, and got to meet him, got to know him, the kind of person he is, the kind of friend he is, I mean, he would take his shirt off his back for, for me any day. Um, you know, it, it's pretty special. I mean, that's what Minnesota is all about. That's kind of what people talk about, you know, Minnesota nice. And he kind of emulates that. And uh, again, just being able to watch him have so much success throughout his career and you know, obviously going to be a gold jacket guy in, in, in the future. So, um, yeah, very, uh, he's been influential in my journey, no doubt. He's the nicest man I've ever met. It's almost to the <laughs> point really I've had to say to him before, like, is this a real, like this, we're not on <laughs> Oprah or something. Like, are you, is this authentic? Like you're almost too nice. He, yeah, he's like everyone's best friend. I don't know. I don't get it. It's all awesome. he like gets mad at me. He's like, dude, you gotta like, you gotta like meet more people and like, do all this stuff. I'm like, Larry, like, that's just me. I don't know. Like, I just want to be by myself. And he's, <laughs> awesome. he's everyone's best friend. <laughs> in Minnesota, y'all have this beautiful brand new stadium that's absolutely incredible. But you obviously still go on the road a lot. What's one of your favorite road stadiums you play in? Yeah, that's a good one. I think there's there's a couple ways to look at it. So I think my favorite place to play is Lambeau. Just because it's the Packers and like the rivalry. Yeah, 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 like there's nothing better than leaving Lambeau with a victory. There's literally nothing better. But the, on the reverse side, there's nothing worse than losing there and having to leave there. Like, so What's that locker room like compared to what you have at Minnesota now? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's terrible. I mean, and the whole stadium's not nice. Yeah. You know, it's not, there's nothing fash, uh, fancy about it. Like there's, it's bleacher seats, Yeah, you know, for the most part. So, um, but, but then like the other side of it would be like my favorite atmosphere um, would either be Seattle or New Orleans. I mean, those yeah. places are crazy. I went to a Sunday night game in New Orleans one year. Oh my God. that play, yeah. the, the whole building shakes. Yeah. We played in the playoffs there. Um, played in the regular season there. I mean that. Yeah. I mean, you, Ooh. you come out the next couple of days, your ears are so yeah. ringing. <laughs> Lambo's gotta be the heart for as a wide receiver you're using your hand. I mean, when it's negative, whatever it gets to up there, I, how it's gotta be so hard to catch a football and knowing up there, like, all right, we might have to stay on the ground a whole lot. This yeah, game, like brutal. that's gotta be the hardest place to catch footballs over and over. Yeah. It's brutal. I mean, I mean, and then the surface too, like <sighs> it, the whole thing, it gets terrible. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it's not great this year. It was like gale force winds and it was like, October and it was like gale force winds and like 40 degrees. It was absolutely brutal. We threw the ball like eight times. I'm just running around all and I wasn't even mad about it because I'm like, don't throw it to me because the wind was like, yeah. whoo, <laughs> dive. But it was good. Well, you started out a few years ago. You have an NFL record for starting out with eight straight games over 100 yards. Okay, so you have that NFL record. You get to the ninth game. Are you kind of thinking about it going in, being like, okay, let's keep this streak alive? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, winning games uh, means a lot more, but at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, you want to keep it going. Yeah. Um, obviously, again, like, you know, winning is everything. When you're in the game, you're not thinking about, okay, I got to get to 100 yards. Yeah. But uh, after the fact, yeah, it's it's a it's a fun kind of target for a receiver to get 100 yards. You know, it's it's a kind of a landmark for us. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, you're not thinking about it in the game. That's cool. Though. You're in the record books. Before yeah, that ninth game, you go over to Kirk, like, but I'm open the whole. You better feed me this thing. I got eight straight. Let's well, if go. you ask him, I say that every game. Yeah. So <laughs> you're probably not the only wide receiver. To no, do that. no. I'm always open, dude. I was open. I don't know what you were thinking. Well, you, I, I'm sorry. No, okay. I was gonna say, like I said earlier, you're good at everything. You're an incredible athlete. You played four sports, but by wide receiver standards, you're not the tallest, fastest, strong, any of that stuff. But yet, you've worked your way into one of the best wide receivers in the league. If you were to explain to somebody what you do better than everybody else that allows you to be that good, what would you say is like your differentiator? Unless it's a secret, then don't tell them. Yeah, I don't have any secrets. We have a lot of corners that listen to our show. <laughs> yeah, or throw a little decoy That's a good point. out there. Yeah, I'll throw some decoys. Um, yeah, no, I think I think it's my versatility. I think because I can play outside, I can play inside, I can move around. Um, I can do a lot of different things. I think that is probably my go-to thing, you know, that really helps me have, have had success. Um, and I love it personally, honestly, I, I love being able to go outside and have those one-on-one matchups, you know, being singled up. Um, I love to, you know, jump into the slot and, you know, have those different matchups with linebackers and safeties and, and nickels. So, um, it's fun for me to move around and kind of, it's, it's a totally different game, you know? So for me, it's, it, 
keep it uh, is good for my ADHD. You know, it keeps me kind of uh, having to keep it. things fresh. Well, that's awesome. I get we, it. We do got to talk a little bit of golf here since we are we are a golf podcast. But like we said earlier, we got a chance to play with you on Monday. You have unbelievable speed. Has that something that's always been there for you? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, it always has been. And I was like, you know, 150 pounds in high school, soaking wet. And yeah, I still hit it a long ways. Yeah. What's, uh, uh, I mean, you're one handicap right now. At least that's what you told us the other day. <laughs> but what is the one thing you would like to improve the most in your golf game? Yeah, I just need to be consistent. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can do mostly everything. I mean, I'm obsessed with the game. I mean, I have a simulator in my house because I'm obsessed with the game. Respect. <laughs> and that was not easy with the wife and kids, you know. The wife was not happy about that. <laughs> hey, I can either be at the golf course or I can be in the house at the simulator. Hey, it's worked out pretty good. She loves it now. She won't she won't say it to you guys, but she loves it because our kids love it, you know, and you can play different sports on it and do a lot of different things. But but yeah, anyways, I'm I'm obsessed with the game, so um, I'm always trying to get better. But yeah, consistency, I mean I just uh, I always have those blow up holes as you guys saw the other day. Couple, just shake those off. Well, that's all. Eighteen, eighteen was rather nice. Yeah, eighteen was, was good. Super nice. Yeah, I like that one. That's the that's the hole that keeps you coming back, right? Exactly. What's your off season schedule like with the golf? Are you one of the obsessive guys that plays every single day and does all that, or are you kind of hit or miss? If I had no family, I'd play every single day for sure. <laughs> but the wife's, uh, I mean, and I and I, you know, I like being around my kids mm-hmm. and, and doing all that, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I try to get out once a week. Uh, we try to take vacations or kind of home away from home where we kind of rent a place for a couple months and uh, get out as much as I can. And, and mostly with my son, you know, he loves to go out there and ride the car with me. And he actually, um, we were in Florida for a little while and he actually played 18 holes with me, which is oh, wow. which is crazy because this summer he would get maybe 9, 10, 11 holes and then he'd be kind of ready to get back home and get out of there. He's pretty tired, but he, he got through all 18 holes and and did pretty well, so it was pretty fun. That's awesome. That's a we, landmark. Yeah. yeah, it is. Well, you live in Minnesota. Obviously, there's a ton of great golf courses in Minnesota. If our listeners are taking a trip, so whether it be Minneapolis or anywhere in Minnesota, what are a few of the courses they, they need to check off the bucket list? Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're going to public courses, well, my favorite is Stone Ridge. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on the east side of the city, but it's it's got the best greens, um, probably one of the best greens in the state of Minnesota. But, um, but yeah, it's a great course, great public course, but... There's some phenomenal golf courses, you know, the private-wise, Spring Hill, Windsong. You keep um, talking about this Windsong. i got to check this place Windsong out. Windsong is, I'm telling you, they have to host the event really? soon because it is so good. It is so good. And, I mean, it's nasty hard. You'd love it. You'd love it. They can tip that thing out. I mean, for these guys, you might not love it. Yeah, I might not love it. <laughs> He's so, loving it less. I don't really hit it that far. <laughs> yeah, so. I know. And and that place, yeah, it's nasty. But it's it's a great track. Um, but again, there's so many good places. And Spring Hill or Hazeltine? Oh, Spring Hill is the best course. Oh, yeah. there you go. That's Ooh. high praise. Hazel Hazeltine. Uh, I would I would put um I would put Windsong and possibly Interlochen ahead of of Hazeltine. Mm. Oh, wow. Larry was telling me Interlochen. He's like that place is Interlochen's cool. Yeah. It's cool, yeah. The only thing that uh, I like Windsong better is there's no houses. Like, you're out there and it's nothing. So, I think that's kind of cool to me. I like yeah. kind of places where you're kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's like, it's just golf. Um, and that's one of those places. Where do you stack up on the Vikings in terms of best golfers? Mm. You made the top three guys. Well, we just signed Pat P. So, that's kind of competition. Yeah, I mean, in. that's serious competition. He's good. He is good. He, we played a lot in Tahoe together. And um, the one time we played together, I'm pretty sure he shot like three or four under. Um, I got him throughout the whole tournament, but he whooped me that day. So well, he's good. He's Legit pretty solid. Good. I mean, it's he can a, putt. It's it hard too. Yeah, he can play, but I still think you got him from what I saw the other day. But you mentioned Tahoe. I was looking at your results. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, you <laughs> finished in the top twenty the last three years. But after what I saw the other day, I'm kind of disappointed. Underachieving, yeah. I like, would say. I feel like we need to. Tighten it up a little bit and have a little higher expectations when we go into the American Century. I agree. I'm because you should. I'm, I mean, you can hit four iron off every tee and wedge, probably. I mean, you should compete for that title. You should. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I need to. Yeah, I need to get eliminate the doubles. It kills me. It kills well, me. Where do the doubles come from? Is it off the tee? Or is it around? Yeah, the Yeah, it's always off the tee. Well, I mean, isn't it like sixty eight hundred yards at altitude? It is, but, but hitting drivers fun, dude. <laughs> but I'm a meathead, <laughs> yeah. and I just want to hit it far. If you could at 130, would you not want to swing at I mean, at I get it. Yeah. And again, you guys remember, like, that's the strength of my game. Like, that's one of the only things I do really well is hit it far. God, so I when like, I get uh, up dude, there, you got it's a Ferrari. Like, you don't put it in first gear. You let it go. Who's, my, your, who's your cat? So, so here's my last, the last couple of years, my uh, best friend, he uh, was the best man at my wedding. He's caddied for me the last two years. 
And every time, you know, he's like, dude, can I hit this? Like, we have a whole plan going into it. He's like, he even pulls the club out of the bag and hands it to me. I'm like, dude, no, I'm feeling good. Hit, yeah. Give me the driver. Let's go. Let's go no. for this thing. Yeah. I'm a state champion, bro. How <laughs> many state titles you want, dog? Well, he was on the state championship oh, team. Oh, shit. So. He's got one, too. <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, if well, you need some advice on how to take Romo, take Romo down, we got you. We, we, getting right. that, we getting oh, that There's no is. problem about well, that. Well, and you guys are coming out there this year, right? We'll yeah, infiltrate that camp. There's a good chance we're, we're going to be there. there. We'll yep. go double agent on his ass. Yeah, and if you don't perform, we're going we're gonna to talk about you. All right. I need that pressure. I need that. Staying with the celebrity theme here, you got uh, Tahoe, which you're going to be playing in. Your boy Larry got a bit of a dynasty working out there at Pebble with Kevin Streelman. You ever thought about maybe scooping up a tour pro, trying to put an end to that thing? I've been trying to get in there, but... Uh, you can't they, get in? No, I can't get in. I'm not an A-list. I'm not an A-list. So. Tell Larry to make a call. I know. I know. Larry's got to help me out. But I've been trying to get in there. I mean, that I I mean, I remember watching that tournament for mm-hmm. years. I mean, it's so, so fun to watch and... Uh, seeing those guys playing with the tour pros is pretty cool. If you could pick a tour pro to play in that with you, who you want? Well, my favorite guy since I was little. I mean, since he's been playing, since Ricky Fowler for sure. Since I, mean, I was little, not since I was <laughs> he's little. younger he's like than you. No, he's a year older than he you. He is like the same, the same age, age since he's been since he made it. Right, hey, Papa Ricky. Adam <laughs> since since I was a baby, dude. Yeah. I've been watching Ricky. Granted, what's it about? That's Ricky? my guy. What's I don't. Ricky likes I think I liked his, you know, his style, his swag, um, his kind of like. His whole vibe, I, I kind of liked it. Since I was little, I always looked up since to Ricky Fowler. <laughs> He's a guy I've always admired since that's we were the same awesome. age in college. Oh, <laughs> that oh that's so good. Uh, you want to hit the – yeah, let's go to the E9. We've got to do a little thing called the E9. Okay. All right, here's just nine quick questions, kind of random, off topic, whatever. We ask them to everybody, and, uh, and we'll, we'll get that cracking right now. All right, yeah. you want to yeah, lead yeah, it? Yeah, I'll start because i got a good one in okay, that you good. don't know about. Okay. All right. Uh, movie about the life of Adam Thielen. You can pick any actor, dead or alive, to play you. Who plays you? Huh. That's a good one. You know what? I'm awful with actors. Um, but um, how about... Uh... Oh, man. I can't even think of his name right now. While you're thinking, you know who he looks exactly like? Uh, I have the person that he looks well, exactly I, like. Other than that, <laughs> yeah, you who? remember who caddied for Rom is when he first started? Ben sure. I don't know if I know him. Does he, he look exactly? Sort of, exactly. It's Another very good-looking individual. Yeah. Who's the uh, actor that's in, uh, um, was it Mad, not Mad Dog, um, War Dogs? Jonah Hill. No. <laughs> no, the other guy. The other guy. Yeah, I don't see you it. as a Jonah, although his weight does fluctuate his shitload. He could I was going to say Tom India. Hardy. Tom Hart. Uh, I know who you're talking. Uh, uh, Miles about? Teller. Yes, Miles Teller. That's who. Miles Teller. That's who do it. I had you as a. That's non. my guy. He's a good dude. Yeah, Miles. Oh, is he a good dude? He's a good dude. You know? He plays out in Tahoe too. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. I had you for. Uh, he's not an actor. Alex Smith. Oh, Alex have you ever been told that? No, but uh, everyone says Aaron Rodgers. Oh really? Yeah, everyone. Like I've like gotten it so many times. You but. look a little more like Alex than Aaron, but yeah. I could see it. Yeah. You're way more fun than Aaron. <laughs> I'm scared. I love her. Too. All right, I love you. This Aaron. is this is a, this is a sneak addition here into the E9. All right, on the broadcast they love to refer to you as sneaky fast. Okay, you're always sneaky fast. We've yep. been sneaky fast for seven years. How long do you have to be fast before you're no longer sneaky? That's a great question. How, I mean, uh, it's been seven years of being sneaky. If a guy plays the same prank on me seven years in a row, I'm be like, oh, you sneaky. I just be like, I'm an idiot. Jesus. Yeah. Um, uh, what did Collinsworth say? He said, um, "He said I just don't get it. He's he's not athletic. He's just oh, what did he say? Shoot. There's about eight adjectives I can write. You're, you're gritty. No, I gotta remember this. Old oh, school. Man. It's so good too. Collar. I can't believe I'm forgetting this. What are the other ones? Oh man, hard nose. But yeah, he, it's all he the same shit. Said you know he's not. He's just not very athletic. But but you know he's just he's just yeah sneaky. It was you know, it wasn't that, but." I can't remember what it was. It'll come to me. He's not athletic, but he runs a four-four yeah. <laughs> and has been one of the best wideouts in the league. Wow, how do you do that? that. And he played too. Yeah, like, no, how are you? but it's like, at what point is sneaky? Like, you can't yeah. keep saying sneaky every single game. You should figure it out. You can, one season, all right, he's faster than we thought. Now you're no longer sneaky. You're just a fast guy. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. You have to talk to the commentators about I'll, that. I'll get on that. We'll call Collins. <laughs> we'll get this figured out. All right, number three. What is less manly, getting facials or your eyebrows waxed? Uh. Eyebrows mm-hmm. waxed because I've not done that, but I have gotten a facial. Oh, we heard from Birdie wow. that you do both. 
Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. Oh, a little blushing here. <laughs> but I, I did get a facial with my wife uh, on Valentine's Day. Oh, we, oh okay. We so also heard the eyebrows were waxed in there, too. No, never done that, but I, maybe I should. You got good brows. You know yeah. what I mean? I thought maybe <laughs> oh, they're going to throw you under the bus. Golly. Oh, okay. I got. Well, I might. I That's threw good. that. I threw the sneaky fast in as a bonus. So we may have the emergency ten for you. All right. That's if fine. you could hang out with one non-athlete celebrity in the world for one day, who would you pick? Non-athlete. Non-athletes. You you can't like mirror mm. somebody. Mm. Or shadow. Whatever the word is. That's a great question. I have a ton of athletes I'd like to hang out with. I tried to. You can name up, those too. Tighten it's it up fun. a bit. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to Actors, hang out with singer. Tiger Woods, but. Um, See, I'm not like I don't really like music. Um, I don't really like no actors really, so it's kind of I'm kind of weird, I guess. It's fine. <laughs> Miles, Teller. I'd love to hang Miles out. With, Teller, I mean, Tom. Miles, Teller, I did. I've, Hanging with Tiger right now might him. not be the most fun. Yeah, it wouldn't day. be great right now, but when he's healed up. All right, we'll let you say. Well, Tiger's a respectable answer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next question, number five. We don't need to go into the details, but you recently signed a rather nice contract. Did you treat yourself to anything? Yeah, I did. I did. Eyebrows being waxed. Yeah, I did get a nice facial. Um, no, uh, well, I always, I always, I grew up in a small town that was like a lake town. So in the summer, like boat, you, you know, ski, you, you do all that, um, you know, tube everything. So I always told my wife, like, hey, someday, like, I want to buy a wakeboarding boat, and they're not cheap. And I, so I was like, someday, like, that's the one thing I want. So. Last summer we ended up buying a wakeboarding boat. Beautiful. Yeah, I like it. Are and you a good we wakeboarder. Yeah. We, well, so of course what, yes. <laughs> that was the dumbest so, question I've ever asked yeah. on the show. So we did a lot of surfing because I'm not like you know wakeboarding. You got to go 30 miles an hour, and I'm like I'm not gonna like risk getting hurt. You know wakeboarding. So I did a lot growing up, um, but now I just stick to surfing because you're going about nine miles an hour, nine ten miles an hour. Uh, so it's a little safer. That's fun. You can catch beers off the fun. back, too. I'm glad yeah, you, you bought yourself something, though. That's yeah. Nice. yeah, you yeah. deserve it, dude. Yeah. Treat yourself once in a while. <laughs> All right, next one. Cornerback you hate to line up against the most. Ooh. Well, it was Darrell Revis. He was he was ridiculous. And I and I really didn't get to play against him much. Um, it was early in my career. But, I mean, I remember running around. I'll, still, I'll say this story till I die. But I remember running a route, and I literally, like, inside released and like he ran the route for me like he knew exactly where i was going because of where i lined up you know how i released and he like started running for me i'm like okay this why is why are you going there that's why like, you, like you on the practice squad when you knew the place yeah exactly <laughs> and then like you know same thing I, I run a different route and i like outside release or whatever and like he's like stopping before i stop you know it's like all right this, this is, is ridi- this is ridiculous <laughs> yeah. that's the hardest position on planet earth you're guarding like world-class sprinters they know where they're going you don't and you can't touch them I mean, I don't even know how any of those dudes do that. So there's the few ones like that guy. That's got to be a beast. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's a fun position. Like I said, I played for one week and it was a blast. <laughs> Almost got signed to play it. <laughs> All right, number seven. This is a tough one. Okay, you have to be honest with us. All right. Okay, I know there are two of your uh-huh. idols growing up. Who was the better receiver, Chris Carter, Randy Moss? Oh, Randy Moss. Oh, didn't yeah. even hesitate. Yeah. Wow, I thought you might think about it. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I mean, they're both ridiculous, but... I mean, there's just nothing like watching Randy Moss. I mean, his big plays. I mean, shoot, it was just crazy watching him play the game. But I mean, Chris Carter obviously was yeah. legendary. But but like I said, Chris, Randy Moss. I mean, he's God, I remember him he's just torching diff- the Cowboys. He's different. He's different. I still love the picture of against the Cowboys. I think it might have been oh, one great. of his first Perfect. games. Yeah, it's cold. Stand. Go ahead, <laughs> and shit on like them. He had like three line. receptions, <laughs> yeah. and it was like 130 yards. Three receptions, 152 yards, and three <laughs> that's touchdowns. That's right. That's right. Like, that was Thanksgiving. Cool. Was it Thanksgiving? Yeah, maybe we double that guy or triple whatever. Just stop. He's averaging 50 yards a catch right now. I'll, yeah, I'll never forget. Yeah, that's great. That was beautiful. You thought about bringing the moon celebration back at maybe at Lambeau that he brought <laughs> out? That was one of the best. Yeah, my wife would kill me. Yeah, she hates that one. She is hates that how that you one. gauge your your touchdown celebrations? Yeah. Will my wife approve of this? Yeah, she wouldn't. She didn't. She wouldn't approve a lot of my dances. But <laughs> hold on, we'll get to that. All right. Oh, next question. Let me go two since you got the. You sure, I gotta here? save this one. All right, since I, I threw in a bonus ball. All right. Did you have to pay for the flooding damage you caused with the in-room jacuzzi at the state high school oh, golf man. tournament? You guys did your homework. Yes, yeah, we, did. Wow. we did. We got connections at the FBI. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. Um, yeah, so we were a little crazy. Well, I specifically was crazy in high school. And we had a golf trip that we um, that we did every year. And we stayed in this like little lodge. 
and uh yeah we we kind of screwed it up pretty good well we they, literally they said flooded they said, yeah they, they said put you it on it. you yeah <laughs> I don't remember. That was a long time ago. <laughs> it might have been me. You left the jacuzzi on all night and then went to bed and it flooded the no, whole place? No, I think it was more so I just kept dumping in soap. Oh, bubbles. Yeah, it was like bubble. bubble, bubble o- back. It was bubble overload. <laughs> That's what awesome. you do on, on golf trips. Yeah, and it was like, yeah, five back. grown dudes in a jacuzzi tub, bathtub. You know? God, dream. I actually cake. did the same thing the other night with my two boys, so... I guess it's you like bad. your bubbles. Yeah, yeah I got like sense. my bubbles. Facials, What's wrong with that? Thing, dude. You take, gotta take care of yourself. All right, I'll ask another one. Cold got the ender. All right, what do you think you've seen the most improvement in over the past year? Your golf game or doing the gritty after your touchdown? I mean, my gritty got pretty good. It did, dude. It, it got, got a lot good. better. Yeah, it was pretty bad. So, so I actually the crazy part is in training camp I had it down pretty good, and you can ask Justice, you can ask him, uh, but I had it down pretty good. And then the first game, you know, I score the touchdown. I'm all juiced up. There's no crowd and no, no one. And so I'm like doing this with no music, no sound. And it was just like, it was awful. You know, it was terrible. Like nervous, I, dude. I they was nervous. Knew, yeah. Like I was like, you know, no one's and I thought dance. I had no it down seen the dance at that point. No, it just blew up this year. Exactly. It was I bet everyone knows dance. what the gritty is. The you gritty. might have to do it. Oh boy, <laughs> we, we be gritty at the end of this thing. I don't know how to do it, but gritty I'm right, right on out. You got nice at, by the end of it. I feel yeah, like I got it down. The gritty, yeah, yeah, it was real. But uh, it, I got some major heat for that. I mean, I've, major heat. Yeah, but, but you're doing it. Hey, it, is what it is. You get in the yeah. zone. You do whatever the hell you want. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You score. Give, you can do whatever you want. I give you props on your the, the gritty went from a two to a nine by the end of the season. <laughs> All right, last question. All right, you Uh-oh. teamed up with the Slees the other day. Oh, no. It didn't go that well against me and Larry Fitzgerald. That's beside the point. But I need you to put your GM hat on right now. Okay. If mm. you were going to trade the Sleaze to another team, what do you think you would get in return if you're getting a draft pick? Would you get a second-round pick, a third-round pick, maybe a seventh? Oh, my God. Maybe something to be discussed later. Maybe well, you own the franchise? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, they give up the house for me. So Sleaze well, is getting traded. As, what are you getting back? So, <laughs> so as we talked about after the round, we – if we had another chance at it, we'd be a pretty dynamic team because we spent so much time talking. Mm-hmm. We both talk a lot. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of were distracted for a long time, but then we came on a major comeback. Of course. Which was easy. I feel like, honestly, they didn't even have our attention to like hold 12 or 30. I was like, oh, we're down by a couple. And then what happened? It went when all we the were way like dormy, made some birdies. Yeah, when we were like dormy, it was like, all right, let's. Yeah, dude, let's it was like one of the, it was like so. a preseason game. Like, who gives? Oh, exactly. now, all right, now it's time to win. So a seventh rounder is what you're telling me. I would. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, would be a, it would be a second rounder, and that's a lot. In, wow. In these Sleaze days. for a second rounder. Dude, that's, that's a contributor, nice. bud. That's, that's a compliment. Because I'm telling you, if we team up again, we will not lose. Well, first off, we can run it back anytime. There's we want. no doubt. No, hey, it's there. gonna happen. It's done deal. Yeah. We'll do that Halen, in Tahoe. You're the man. Yeah, that was you're so ten, but thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. That was awesome. All right. Well, that was Adam Thielen. I mean, that was so much fun sitting down with him, Slees. By the way, other than y'all's legs, I feel like y'all are kind of the same person. We, I thought like we were separated at birth, and then I showed him my legs after the interview, and I was like, oh shit, maybe we do actually do have different parents. We could be something different. But God. That dude is a beast, man. He's been fun to get to know. And but the one thing I took away from this cult is there is a combine out there somewhere where all you got to do is show up and you get to try out. And we got to find wherever this is. Since I already dominated the hockey world, I feel like the NFL is my next path. That's in, that's a natural progression. So we got to find these just walk-on NFL combines. I want my shot at the league. I'll tell you what, it's a couple hundred bucks from what he said. If they still do it, I'll pay it and Dumb. we'll go do it. We'll put you in some pads. We'll see what you see what you got out there because you okay. conquered hockey. Now Defense we're on the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> but he was awesome. I mean, what a story he has. I mean, won a high school state championship in golf. Now he's playing in the NFL. One of the best wide receivers in the league. It was it was so cool to sit down and get him hear his story because it's so unlike anybody else's. Yeah, I mean, his story getting to the league, I think that's been told before, but I didn't know everything about it, you know, and I'm a, a huge football fan. And then just like a lot of these other guys, a guy that just loves golf, loves it to death. And like we said before the interview, holy shit, the guy can play. He can swing it. He can move it. And he, he's got a really high – when he retires um, and if he becomes one of those guys that just plays golf all the time, he's going to be a force on those celebrity tours because he's legitimately really, really good. He is. Well, I'll tell you what wasn't really good, Slays, and that was our pick. Last week for the Valspar Championship, we both picked Patrick Reed. We both missed the cut. So, obviously, no change in the standings. I still got a little bit of a lead, but that was rather embarrassing that we are both the guys we were so high on. Obviously, Patrick Reed misses the cut. Very, very disappointing. But you know what? We rebound. We're on to the next week. Well, we do. Yep. Be a and goal I gotta, coach. And Be I got to say thank you. 
to all the people in the gallery down in Tampa at Innsbruck. They were so awesome. I heard so many get amongst it, so many subpar, like who's the guest next week? It was it was awesome to see. I can't thank y'all enough. But let's move on. It's on to the Wells Fargo Championship. Quail Hollow, side of my only hole-in-one on the PGA Tour, one of the best stops on the PGA Tour. And let's get to our picks, please. You still have the honor. Who are you going yeah. with? Short memory, short memory. Team Goldfish, only 10 seconds to, to think about it. I'm coming back this week after the MC with a guy that doesn't MC a whole lot. I've had this guy pegged here for a while. I'm going to go with Victor Hovland, okay? Coming off of third place at Innisbrook. He's got a win and four other top tens this year. And if you look at his best finishes, this is why I like him at uh, Quail Hollow so much. His best finishes are on some of the toughest golf courses, like a Quail Hollow, right? He was runner-up at concession at the WGC, fifth at Riviera, second at Torrey Pines, and then just like I said, Third at Innisbrook, drives it great, hits it incredible. Uh, love him this weekend. Like I said, not a guy that takes too many weekends off. Yeah, he's done some awesome work with Jeff Smith out in Vegas on his short game. He's, uh, he's a force to be reckoned with every week, it seems. I keep going back and forth. I have no idea what I want to do this week. You know, we're, we're, we're rushing this thing right now. I, I, I said Max Homa. Then I said, I'm, you know, I'm going to go Justin Thomas. And I'm like, holy hell, am I really not going to use Justin Thomas in a major? So I'm going to go back to our original guy, Max Homa. He's technically a defending champion around Quail Hollow. You know, he played great at Valspar. He, he had a three-over finish on Sunday, but still finished tied for sixth. I think he cleans that up. He goes back to a place that he got his first PGA Tour win. I just love the way this guy's playing. He, he is really getting comfortable out there. I expect him to do big things and maybe repeat at the Wells Fargo. Dude, he's hitting it super nice right now. The putter didn't exactly cooperate on Sunday for him, but he is hitting it so good. Looking forward to seeing him defend and looking forward to being in Charlotte with you getting out on the golf course checking out you know this place that's so good and uh getting some of these big interviews done man this is going to be a lot of fun it is going to be a lot of fun and next week is as well because next week we got the canadian graham delette in the building and boy you do not want to miss it it is a fantastic episode hope everyone enjoys it we'll talk to you on next week's golf so far